0: Hello!
1: Hi everyone! Hello. I'm Daniel. And I'm Holly. And we're the Gurtons. And welcome to the very first episode of Halfway Saints.
0: Woohoo! We're Hello. doing it. We're doing it. This is real.
1: Um, Halfway Saints is a podcast done by us, a married Catholic married couple mm-hmm. with little eight-month-old boy baby boy baby boy he won't be participating hopefully we hopefully the, not hopefully we've
0: got the monitor here so it might make a couple sounds <laughs> but a
1: bad idea
0: <laughs> well, you know we are parents we have to have our monitor around. i guess so <laughs> um
1: but this is a podcast about us and our life and us trying to make sense of the world through our catholic faith
0: but mostly just trying to figure it out as we go Mostly along. just
1: surviving and scraping yeah. along.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, I think we're going to introduce ourselves a little bit.
1: Yeah, because Holly was saying earlier, she hates when she doesn't have enough background info on people she's listening to.
0: Well, I had to like Facebook Stockholm and stuff, and I want to know how many kids they have and where they went to school and what they studied and how they got to where they are. So we're going to save you guys a lot of time. So
1: if there are any other weirdos out there <laughs> like Holly, this will satisfy... <laughs> Your needs.
0: I just like to know all information at once. I know
1: you do. Um. So I live here with Holly and our <laughs> baby. You already knew that, but we are in Ardmore, Pennsylvania, just outside Philadelphia. We've been up here for up in the area for about four years. Um, I work at a university here in the area. I'm in higher ed administration. I was born Catholic, baptized when I was a baby, Um, got first communion, first penance, all that. Um, My parents got divorced when I was around 10, so they stopped going to Mass after that, and I stopped going to Mass after that because I was 10. (laughs) Wasn't really very independent at that point, Um, but then in high school, I started getting back into Christianity in general through a non-denominational outreach ministry that was done at our high school. Um, then in college, I started um, going to mass frequently um, at the Catholic Center at Emory University. Um, that was a really big thing for me to coming back into the faith. Um, and then after I graduated college, I started graduate school up here in Pennsylvania and I was confirmed my first year of graduate school fully sacramentally initiated. Got <laughs> them all got done. Married. Then I got married to Holly. Yep. Um and I've been loving it ever since.
0: Yeah. Um and I have a similar story, but um I but different because I was
1: It's similar but different.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of my things are um but I grew up in a Lutheran home and then in high school oh Daniel forgot to mention that we are high school sweethearts. That we uh, have been dating since my freshman year of high school. Yes, we have not had any breakups since then. People, are, that's the next question is, wait, so you didn't break up when you went to college? Yeah,
1: first there's like a very like condescending,
0: like, oh, that's so sweet. It is not condescending. People think, it's, think it is. No, people think it's sweet. Anyway, um, maybe lose my train of thought, I know. but. We are high school sweethearts. Yes. yes. So my freshman year of high school, I got into the same uh, outreach ministry that Daniel was into as well. And so I got more into the Christian faith in non-denominational culture, I guess is what you should call it, Um, and really enjoyed it. I didn't go to any kind of church all through high school. I pretty much just read books. I read a lot of books, Um, especially Max Lucado. I have never known how to say his last name. I think the God is,
1: How else would you say it?
0: Someone has said luck do to me before. They're wrong. Okay. <laughs> but, um, uh, I read a lot of books and, um, then when I went to college and became a leader with that outreach ministry, um, the community there that I found were actually, it was like the best, uh, Christian community I ever could have asked for. And, um, we all were going to a non-denominational church and, uh, we were really loving it and pushing each other. And, uh, Uh, Challenging each other. And so, um, all the while, I was just coming to a lot of questions with um, my faith and looking deeper and um, I don't know, just like thinking about a lot of different things. And I had a lot of questions that I uh, couldn't find the answers to in the churches that I was attending. And um, fortunately, at the same time, Daniel was immersing himself more in the Emory Catholic Center oh, by the way, I went to Savannah College of Art and Design, so I went to art school, so it's a very different, uh, culture than normal college, but, um, luckily Daniel was going through his, uh, time at the Catholic Center, and so, uh, I would ask him all of the questions that I had, and it turned out, well, the church had all of the answers, and guess what? It's all true. It's all based in scripture. It's all really mind-blowingly amazing, and so, um, I uh, was received into the church uh, in two thousand eleven, a couple months before we got married, uh, and right before I graduated college. Um, and I, at first, really did not like the church, but uh, after a little bit of more understanding, that um, you know, church isn't a show, and church isn't uh, isn't for me. That the church is for the Lord, uh, really helped me to understand the faith a lot more. And so here I am loving the faith, living it out. And uh, I forgot to mention at the beginning that I am a textile designer and textile artist and that I have my own company. That sounds a lot more impressive than it is, but it is called Ernie and Irene. And uh, I do textile designs for fashion companies, which is developing the prints on the clothes. And uh, I also do textile art sculptures um, that hang on the wall hard
1: to explain so the while you're saying that remind me this the other day we were at latin mass the parish we go to offers mass in the extraordinary form and i was sitting there looking at holly thinking back to when i would go with her to her church in savannah when she was in college and she would get mad at me because i wasn't like singing and dancing with everyone (laughs) so just how his arms
0: weren't raised you must not love jesus i know i
1: know so you've definitely you've one eighty. I know,
0: really. Uh, but it's been a great, a really great thing for me, and I could not be happier with being in the Catholic Church. It has really um, made my life so much more fulfilling and so much deeper. That's the the biggest word that keeps coming to mind. Is just that it's so deep, it's so rich in every in every way, in history and in liturgy and in everything is connected. The Lord is so great. (laughs) Boggles my mind.
1: So this podcast is something we've been wanting to do for a long time. Um, our goal with it is to, um, just discuss issues that pop up in our day to day life. Um, look at them through the lens of Catholic faith, um, and seek to tie them into, um, the larger global church like how does this affect or how does the church understand this as a whole but mm-hmm. also um, in our mm-hmm. own life in our own families in our domestic church how do we apply this how do we understand this issue mm-hmm. that kind of thing so for topics we're gonna just pull from whatever happens
0: mm-hmm. if see what moves us yeah
1: there's a book we both read or some trend going on some a cultural trend that was really effective that's really good yeah
0: that's really challenged us. Um, or a quote.
1: Mm-hmm. So the title of this podcast is Halfway Saints. Um, and we got this title from a quote by St. Therese of Lisieux.
0: And uh, I read A Story of a Soul, which is her um, autobiography. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, because it's like a journal. Is that yeah, I don't, whatever. Yeah. So auto
1: is self. So. Got it.
0: Um, Daniel studied English, so he's my, you know... I don't know everything pretty much. I don't know very much without him. Uh, but the quote is, I don't want to be a halfway saint. It doesn't scare me to suffer for you. I'm afraid of only one thing. And that is to hold on to my will. Take it because I choose all, all that you want.
1: So you may have noticed that she's advocating not being halfway (laughs) saints. Here we are. We in our wisdom decided to make this our banner and our name. Um, but I think when we hear halfway saints, we keep this full quote in mind and remember what we strive to be and what we aim to be, but also understanding that we, we usually only end up about halfway there. So we're trying,
0: we're trying.
1: Um, so this, this title and this quote help us to, um, just stay grounded and remember to keep aspiring to give our all to God, and to do everything, um, with great love, with great affection and for the greater glory of the Lord.
0: Mm-hmm. And to, for our will to be, um, perfectly in line with him. Right. Which is very, I mean, like it's high standard. It is high standard, <laughs> but we'll get there. Um, mm-hmm. by the grace of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that, uh, while I was reading St. Therese that I love so much about her is that she had, uh, just this, what she's best known for is her little way, which, um, you were saying in a really great way with the oak tree.
1: Yeah. She, I believe this may not be, might be paraphrasing a bit, but she uses a metaphor of a big oak tree or some large plant. um, and how these are beautiful. These huge redwoods are beautiful, but there's also not everyone can be a redwood or Sequoia. Um, you know, someone has to be the little tulip or the little rose. Um, and St. Therese is called the little flower for this, um, sort of theology that she developed of the little way where she is okay with not being able to do these huge grand gestures like convert whole nations or, um, you know, start a religious order or some kind of great memorable historical act. Um, Instead, she decides to dedicate each little tiny thing she does to Christ and to give herself fully and completely to Christ through everything she does.
0: Which really has spoken to me a lot uh, as we have an eight-month-old son, and that's all I do all day is be with him. During naps is when I get to work, Um, but at every other point of my day, it is diaper changes and uh, feeding him and, you know, life with a baby. And so uh, one of the things that the priests have really taught me when I'm like, I just don't know what to do with my prayer life. It's totally different. They just say, I mean, like offer up your diaper changes for the Lord. So it's just those little things, like something as menial as a diaper change or, um, you know, playing with him, like letting that be a prayer to the Lord uh, has been really something I've been learning in the past eight months that it is a lot different. My prayer life it will never, ever be the same. And so uh, this little way is the only way that I can have a prayer life.
1: Mm. And that's something I wasn't expecting with having a child is um, just how much... Like, I knew it was a big-time commitment, but I didn't know how big of a time commitment. And you still think, oh, I could still do all these things. Like, we'll just bring the baby. We'll be so cool. We'll have him, like, strapped to us. We really
0: can't have it all. Yeah. We're going
1: to write books about us. Um, but you quickly realize, like, nope, 7 a.m. daily mass doesn't work. Yeah. You just, you just end up texting your friends, like, he pooped everywhere. <laughs> we cannot go. Um, so, keeping this little way in mind is a great way to... Um, just understand that not everyone's spiritual life looks the same. Like you can't, you know, not everyone can do a daily holy hour, do daily mass, can give 30 minutes in the morning to pray. You know, sometimes you're going to have five minutes, sometimes you're going to have 10 minutes, and it's going to, especially with a newborn, your just life changes weekly. Like, mm-hmm. you have it figured out for about 20 minutes, and then he's like, Nope. Oh, I can eat things now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to eat everything.
0: Right. But, um with uh back to St. Thérèse. Uh we really love her parents, especially uh Blessed Louis and Zélie Martin. Um they are very like big inspirations for Daniel and I because of uh the way that they raised their children. And uh we really appreciate that the church has acknowledged them as blessed.
1: Yeah, cuz when you look at sort of what they've done, they raised holy children. They, you know... I don't know if all of their children entered religious orders, but I know a lot of them Yeah, did. They had nine, something like that.
0: We really should have researched for it.
1: So that would have been... That would have been a good idea. But they had um, several children, <laughs> several or all of whom joined I religious I know of at least three Okay,
0: that went into religious life. So which, minim- that alone... Minimum
1: 33%. <laughs> um, but just the fact that they you know, their path to holiness was raising holy children. Um, and that's encouraging to us as parents, um, especially for the church to recognize this. Um, and you can see this also in the other, um, parent saints, like St. Monica, you think, what did she do? She prayed for the conversion of her son, St. Augustine. That's what she did.
0: And look at St. Augustine. Yeah. Like, because of her prayers and because of her diligence, he Mm -hmm. is, I mean, St. Augustine. He is. (laughs) (laughs) Drop the mic.
1: Um, but that's that that's important, you know. I think it's easy to forget that these little things matter. That raising, you know, a child who loves the Lord, loves others, can be a huge impact um, in our family, in the church, you know, in our parish, in our diocese. Um, just raising up one person, hopefully more than just one child, but raising up children who become great men and women who have children of their own and they're able to um, just hand on the faith that you've given them and that's how the faith was intended to be transmitted from the very beginning
0: and I mean with that with Louis and Zelie Martin and with St. Monica and um, with all the other parent saints uh, like whenever you're talking about St. Augustine it hit me like well I mean Mary, hello yeah. like yeah. Mary and Joseph but Mary especially like uh just the power of what a parent can do and like their yes to doing the will of God in their uh procreation, I guess. Uh of making it's hard to say, like in general, I'm talking about Mary, uh Louis and Salem Martin and Saint Monica because Mary is, has Jesus. Mm-hmm. But um
1: I'm okay being second to Mary.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Third, fourth. <laughs> but um just how great a picture Mary is for parenthood and that we really can, you can see through Mary the impact that um, parenthood can have and that we really can make great uh, strides in the world just through having children. I mean, look at Jesus, obviously huge, uh, but St. Therese and St. Augustine, um, our worlds would not be the same, our world, singular, would not be the same if, these people did not raise their children in the way that they did yeah
1: and we also the sort of flip side to that that's also really great and that's one of my favorite things about the church is you can dive into any point of it and you like end up at another point like yeah like oh man this you know eucharistic adoration is so great and then you're like you end up saying like oh and that's my confession is the best like <laughs> it's just all interwoven and you dive in one end and you kind of pop out the other Mm -hmm. with this great understanding and Mm -hmm. how everything's unified and brought together. Um, But the great thing about children is that they help you to be a saint yourself. They, um, you know, when I got married, I learned about how to die to myself, how to just understand that I can't live just for me anymore. you know, there are certain things I'm not able to do, certain time commitments. Sometimes Holly just needs me to hang out with her. Or she needs me to be there to listen to her, um, just to hang out. Um, and when you have a child it's sort of, that's, like, upped by, like, 11. Uh-huh. Like, if I drop the ball, this doesn't, kid...
0: It doesn't just affect me. It affects right. this baby in a very large way. Right.
1: And it's, like, I can't drop the ball. Like, I have to feed him. I can't. <laughs> there's no other... Mm-hmm. I have to change his diaper. I can't just leave it on him for a couple of more hours (laughs) gross (laughs) Um, but children really um, help you to grow in humility um, and to dying to yourself and uh.
0: because with marriage it's like a voluntary like yes I will die to you and uh, I will sacrifice this for you but with kids it's like I don't have another option I have to Mm -hmm. Um, I have to feed him I have to do these things that I might not want to, but like um, I have no other option. Which is what you were just saying, but I was just saying it in a a different way. It
1: validates what I thought, (laughs) thank you. Also, kids are great. They're not just, (laughs) you don't have to feed them constantly. They don't, they're (laughs) wonderful in and of themselves, Mm -hmm. but they also teach you and show you and make you become a better person.
0: And the more children that you have, the more sacrifices that you yourself have to make. And if we know anything about sacrifice, it is that it only makes you into holier people. So the more sacrifices, the more holy you will become. And as hard as it is on how challenging and frustrating and grueling sometimes it is, uh, we couldn't ask for a better, better or bigger joy than it is to have mm-hmm. a, a son. Yeah. And the hope for more children in the future
1: And I think it's evident even in people who aren't Catholic, who aren't Christians, who they change when they have kids and they um, are able to just appreciate that I'm not the center of the universe anymore. A lot of people resist that. And a lot of people, you know, I'm not saying everyone who has children is a perfect parent, but I've seen in people who aren't um, particularly faithful, the change that happens in them when they have kids. Um, And I think that's just, it just helps to remind me that like, god is throughout the entire world Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like it's not just you know he's not just in scripture he's not just in the sacraments he he doesn't he's not limited to those things he can pour himself through anything and all of creation bears you know its maker's imprint Mm -hmm. so this natural act of having a child um has has god in it Mm -hmm. and even people who they may not realize it, they may resist it, they're still affected by that.
0: And they're still participating in, like, the being with the Lord. They don't know it mm-hmm. necessarily, but, like, just by having children, you're creating in the same way that he created, in this, like, way that he reveals himself to us. Mm-hmm. So, like, sometimes you can get really hopeless and think, oh, how would anyone who, you know... Uh, doesn't go to church or doesn't understand the gospel or anything like that. How would they ever come to know the Lord? But He does reveal Himself to us in ways that are outside of that because He is in everything.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think when you're saying that, it made me think of it just how crazy it is that we get to help create new human beings. Oh, like, it's bizarre. It's insane. Like God allows us to be um, co creators and participate participants in creation. And it's through his love. So his love binds us together. When we love well, we allow God's love to flow through us. And the full fruition of that is a new creation. So it's just really cool to think, you know, God loved the world into existence, God's love redeemed the world. And God's love, um, when it's allowed to flow freely, results in the creation of new people.
0: In fruit. In
1: fruit. Yeah. apples, (laughs) Bananas, apples, <laughs> no. pears.
0: Daniel joked while I was pregnant that maybe uh, maybe our baby would turn out to be a puppy.
1: Or a kitty. Or I, a kitty. <laughs>
0: what, was it a kitten?
1: I wanted a puppy. <laughs> I'm happy with the little baby boy, but no. But no,
0: it really is uh, truly a miracle. Because if you really think about, like, before there was time, he had, the Lord really had to understand, or, like, figure out how his... How will new creation be made? And to think that he like created this way that it wasn't already in effect. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm.
1: it's like so sort of obvious to like we can't us, think right. outside of it because that's just all we know.
0: Right. But that he created it to be this way, in the same way that he like created us. It's just bizarre that he would choose us to do like that
1: it's it's bizarre and kind of mind-boggling but it also makes sense in a bit it does it's like everything i think we try to understand what god's like based on the world around us but it's just sort of like god is this way and because of that the world is the way it is yeah when i say
0: bizarre i don't mean bizarre i mean uh mind-boggling and uh beautiful and wonderful of course or bizarre or bizarre sometimes my words don't match what i mean Good for a podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great.
1: I'll be translating
0: most of <laughs> Polly's comments,
1: but it is um, it is really amazing, um, just the the depth that there is, and something that's so so common, so natural. Um, and that's when we were getting nervous about the pregnancy. We kept reminding ourselves, like every person you see in the entire world has been born,
0: right? Through so, a woman,
1: right? So people have this figured out they succeed in it we're not the first ones doing this um but it's also just crazy like we have a little tiny person who kind of looks like both of us who's rolling around screaming laughing
0: who just said mama yesterday
1: yeah we're not sure if it's actually him talking about he's been saying not to brag but he's been saying dada for like three months now (laughs) um but we're not sure if he's actually communicating or those are just Mm -hmm. the only
0: sounds he knows how to make but I'm very, I'm still very excited about it. For a while, it was Nana, mm. and now it's Mama. He's, so he's, he's improving. Improved. There you go. We're doing something right. <laughs> yep. But um, back to what we were talking about. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. Um, just the depth of things and what I said earlier about uh, coming into the Catholic faith. I just am astounded by how. Um, the more I dig into something, the more beauty I see. The more I'm like wait what is this whole uh eucharist thing i'm like oh it's the cross oh it's redemption oh it's sacrifice oh it's like so much and that's where this comes from like i can just like get so many different avenues that then and then uh confession and uh relationships and there's so much within there that yeah like where i was saying like i just keep digging and i just find more and more and more wonderful things to come out instead Mm -hmm. of before i was catholic i would dig 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 and i just wouldn't find anything it would just be like oh i'd find one thing but then that was it and it was over and you just say oh well that's not in the bible so we don't have anything else for it but with here with catholicism there's just so much there
1: yeah and even the mundane things like sometimes i'll find myself learning about you know the prayers at Mass, and they seem kind of mundane, but when you dig into the history and the theology behind it, they're, like, really incredible. Like, oh, that's why we have introductory rites, or oh, that's what why the priest washes his hands before it. Um, mm-hmm. And all these, like, sort of little mundane things when you really dive into them. Because if they point to God and they point to truth, then then the other end of that is truth, which is sort of unfathomable and just there's just so much to it and we'll never be able to fully understand in this world everything about God
0: mm-hmm. we get a little glimpse a little glimpse it's very
1: beautiful it is alright well thank you for sticking through it hanging out with us
0: um, our first one we stumbled through Got
1: just like life we <laughs> we ended up at the end other end of it one way or another yep but we hope you enjoyed it we hope we will come back for future episodes mhm
0: and someday we're going to get an email address someday
1: so you'll be able to email us Mm -hmm. don't don't yet
0: don't try won't work there's nothing there um but yeah thank you so much for listening and uh we'll talk to you again soon bye bye